Hey, I'm Brad Smaler, and you're listening to the Golden Mike Podcast with the one and only Noise of the North, Dano the Mano. He's been the voice of wakeboarding for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated Toad Watersport's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years on the water experience, charisma, and command of his audience, Noise of the North brings you the Golden Mike Podcast with Dano the Mano. Welcome, everybody, to the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm the Noise of the North, Dano the Mano, and now it's time for some audio sunshine. This episode of the Golden Mike Podcast was recorded in sunny Orlando, Florida, the mecca of all things wake. This audio podcast is based off the lake life, my passion for toad water sports, and the athletes who have helped sculpt the landscape of the sport we love. Twice a month, I'll be chatted up with the industry's top names, past and present, the riders, and the people behind the scenes who make this world on the water spin. The Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you for free on the first and third Wednesday of each and every month, both on iTunes and at noiseofthenorth.com. To keep this podcast no charge, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. Woodrow's, Hydra Fenders, Jammy Pack, Performance Ski and Surf, Hungry Boards SUP, Sea Deck Marine Products, and Go Puck. Be sure to check out the sponsor link on noiseofthenorth.com to help support and to find special offers and deals from the people who helped me make this show happen. If you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the Golden Mike Podcast free on iTunes and don't forget to rate and review the show. Please recommend us to a friend, guys, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram at Dano T. Mano, on Twitter at the Dano T. Mano, and at the Golden underscore Mike. You can also contact me with any questions or comments through the Golden Mike Facebook page, or you can email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. On this episode, we're recording on location from Performance Ski and Surf for their 2016 Ronix and Radar product launch. Many of the team athletes are in attendance, and I plan to chat it up with as many as I can and find out what's new with them, the team riders, and we'll talk a little bit about the 2016 product line. I'm also going to be sitting down with Bill Porter, the owner of Performance Ski and Surf, to find out a little bit more about the shop, the team, and a special offer for all of my loyal listeners. I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a little more off the cuff, I'd say. A little bit more organic, I'd call it. But nonetheless, we should have a pretty good time. So sit back and relax. We'll be right back with members of Team Ronix uncut here at Performance Ski and Surf, all on the Golden Mike Podcast. SeaDeck is the leading manufacturer of a range of comfortable and durable EVA non-skid products for the marine industry. Working with the manufacturing leaders in towed water sports boats, SeaDeck has redefined non-skid flooring. No more stinky carpet or hard rubber mats. SeaDeck provide exceptional non-skid, a luxurious feel, and because it can be customized to your specification, a unique look that will set your boat apart from the crowd. For a more in-depth look and for more information, visit SeaDeck.com and you have the perfect addition to your boat. Well, guys, we are here. It's Performance Ski and Surf. It's the Ronix uh, launch for 2016. Parks Bonifay is joining me. Yeah, Dano. PB, you were my first guest of 2015. I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah, man. This yeah. is nice. You got a huge uh, 
huge warehouse here shooting this in now, and I, I, I could use my own golden mic podcast little thing, but I'll yeah, get by. That's my golden mic podcast flag. So this Good. is going to be the thirtieth episode that we're recording for, and it's, congratulations, appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be big. like the the Ronix episode. So all the Ronix team riders are going to talk a little bit about. Uh, about what you guys have all been up to, and maybe a little bit about the the new product. That's Doesn't sound out. like a bad time. Yeah. So, PB, first off, let's talk about the Mastercraft Throwdown earlier this summer. Man, the the event looked insane. I was watching. I was in LA for another event. Unfortunately, I couldn't have been there. But you had a, a pretty serious role there. Can you talk about it? Yeah, it was a it was a pretty uh, different event. You know, uh, um, you know, to to bite those only eight to only eight riders and to do it live TV then the production of it was done really well. I, when I went back and watched it on TV, uh, to see, uh, how it actually went down, it's just cool to see like all the production trucks and like the amount of moving parks that went, uh, down behind the scenes and to see how it all played out and how well it looked, uh, was really pumped. It was good for the sport. Yeah. Did you hear about like how many viewers we had on that? Uh, I didn't hear the ratings. I think they were waiting to get back on that. Uh, I think that's what they always say. Whether sure. they're they're good or we'll bad, we'll get back you know. to you. If on they're that good, one. I think they got back. If they're bad, they're always waiting to get back. I think. Now, how about our boy Freddy Krueger with the jump? How was that? Was that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? Okay, three hundred and twelve feet on two jump skis is what Freddy Krueger uh, leaped that day. And now I know that you're an enthusiast. You grew up water skiing barefoot and doing it all. So how cool was that for you to watch that go down? I mean, I think that's that was the pinnacle of like of water skiing in a way, you know, like for that almost to happen, I mean, over 15 years ago, I think like, you know, when Jarrett Llewellyn almost did it, he jumped 299. I think that's so cool that uh, Freddie wanted to fire up something that kind of like died off because, you know, the, like to be quite frank, the, like the risk to reward of it is like not always there for the right person so to lay your body on the line because if you take a couple bad crashes when you're going that fast and that high up uh you could possibly never hit a jump again so it's cool that freddie you know just saddled up and wanted to take down a 300 barrier and he did it you know where he did and in front of that many people and for tv and stuff it was just really cool to see now, was that the highlight of the the Mastercraft throwdown, or or was it the wakeboarding, or was it? The- you know, I mean, obviously, Freddie. That I mean, when you're jumping 300, that steals the show show in some way. But you know, the wakeboarding. I think the way there was only four tricks, and guys got you know there wasn't one fall, so guys had to make it happen on the first run. It was kind of a do or die. Your backs up against the wall kind of format, and it was a uh, it was just a condensed down format for like live wakeboarding because you really you don't get live wakeboarding on a boat format uh too much nowadays so it was really cool to you know to to cut the trim the fat of a normal wakeboard contest and to get those good of eight riders and four tricks and only bangers and to, to see it go down like that was cool and harley harley killed it and deserved it and Absolutely. Uh, took it down as usual. There's no secret. I'm a, I'm a fan of those four to six hour events. I, I, I'm no stranger to being Your on a microphone. Your voice hates it, but you love it. No, no, no. I like, I like announcing four to six hour events over the eight to 12 hour yeah, <laughs> ones yeah, yeah, that we exactly. do. But um, could you, could you ever see something like, like long distance jumping or ski flying being a part of a wakeboard event uh, outside of the Mastercraft throwdown? I mean, who knows? I mean, I think, yeah, people want to, you're, you're trying to entertain the people out there, whether... It's wakeboarding or ski flying, so I don't think, you know, uh, that really matters so much. I mean, the, I think the question is, does Freddie want to put his body and risk his body every weekend for a tour when he's done that for the last 20 years and now he's break the 300-foot barrier? I would say screw it, and I would never hit a jump again. 
Freddie. Call it a day. Call it a day. Oh, PB, well, we're here performing ski and surf for the for the launch of the 2016 Ronix line. I know you've got uh, a, a huge role in the company and the brand. What product are you most excited about moving into the 2016? Um, you know, it's uh, it's the 10 year anniversary of uh, of Ronix. So, and I think the one of the cool cooler things we did is we brought back the uh, traditional one graphic from the one board that Danny did in 2000 in 2006 so uh that graphic turned out really good he's got a new shape uh we got a couple other new shapes that are really good i mean i just i just think it's crazy how much better our boots are getting each year how like better our wake surfers are getting and you know every year i look at our line i'm like how much better can we do it the next year and it seems like the guys up in seattle and you know us as just a collaborating team get it done and the product seems to get better and better each year so very, Come check it out. Come get cool. it. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to checking out the whole entire line with the crew tonight. Yeah. Um, I saw you, uh, re it wasn't recently, it was a couple of months ago, but you were a part of the Nitro Circus show. I saw they put you on uh, one of those little three-wheeler trikes. Oh, and yeah, yeah. They, Travis talked to me, and uh, actually, I, I sent Travis a text one, one night after I had a couple of drinks. I was like, hey, do you think you'd let me backflip the, a tricycle over the gap for the Orlando show? And he texted me back within two minutes. He's like, yeah, for sure. Legal's a little crazy right now, but... I think we can get it done and i was like oh crap like seriously you got to be careful what you ask travis uh for because seriously it'll it'll be happening probably sooner than later so yeah i ended up trying to backflip it came up a little short land on my shoulder it was a little sore for a couple months but you know i chalked it up as a win how about I survived. The how about the energy of the crowd it's that crazy night? man it's a packed arena i've never really been done something that crazy where i'm that scared in front of that many people it was just like it was like nothing I've really ever experienced before, and I and really I don't ever care to do it again. Even though I said I wanted to try to saddle up and stick it, but like I said, I chalked that one up as a win now that I walked away from it. So, well, I know you, PB, and I. <laughs> and I'm imagining that we're gonna see you going off that mega ramp again. Uh, I don't want to. I don't belong on two wheels, three wheels, four wheels. No yeah, wheels. Just strap into a board, right? That's yeah, it. Keep me on water. Hey, before I let you go, future projects. Future projects. Uh, you know we're. We got some stuff happening out of like Ronex. We're like tearing down some of our old setups and building uh, a whole lot of new stuff. So um, we're doing that. We're going to be working on some edits for a couple of the riders within Ronex out there. Mossy just came out with a banging one. Uh, hopefully get something with uh, Danny going soon. So we got some stuff in the works. All right. Well, thank you very much, PB, for joining me right here on the Golden Mike Podcast, Yay! my friend. All right, now joining me, guys, Danny Harf. He is one of the key owners of the Ronix brand. Dan, great to have you out here at the product launch, Performance Ski and Surf. Yeah, always stoked to be here with you, Dano, and uh, good to be at Performance. We love Bill, so pumped to support him. Yeah, you're a longtime Performance Ski and Surf rider. When, when did you get on the team? Um, I've actually been uh, around Performance since I first was introduced to the sport. I bought my first wakeboard from Performance when I was a kid. A double up back in the day and uh bill's really supported me through my whole journey from the very first board to currently so proud to be here well we are here for the ronix product launch for the 2016 line this is the 10th year for ronix wakeboards i mentioned it before you're one of the key owners you've been a part of the brand since day number one and speaking of number one the one board uh what kind of changes are we looking for this year 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we're super excited with the one board. It's obviously a carryover shape from last year, but a shape we're really still super pumped about. One of the things I really love about the board is that it works really good in the park and the boat. So you don't need two different boards to ride different aspects, you know. So um, that also with this year being a 10-year anniversary, we went back to the original one board graphic, which is a pretty memorable all-white Ronix graphic. So um, yeah, that on a couple other colorways as well. So we're really excited to be you know, 10 years and going strong with Ronix. Well, how has the brand changed over the past 10 years? Honestly, uh, it's all changed for the better. Um, I feel like every year we get stronger and stronger. Unfortunately, you know, we lost Herb a couple of years back. So um, that's been kind of a, a hurdle to get over, just, you know, learning to work without the guy who started it all. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the brand as a whole is awesome. You know, I feel like every year, the product's better and our, you know, our, our team is just getting stronger and our vision's getting better. So yeah, really excited about where we are and where we're headed. Very cool. And now I stopped by the Ronix booth at the Surf Expo this past September, and there was one product in the line that kind of stuck out to me. And I'm guessing it may or may not cause a little uh, controversy throughout the industry, but the new, uh, I believe it's called the Surf Shaper. Yeah, so there's a new product that we have. It's part of the 8.3 brand under Square One, which is a, you know, basically um, a surf shaper that's kind of created to take a boat that might not have a more modern surf system and turn it into a surfable boat on either side. Because you know, on an older boat that doesn't have the more modern surf systems, generally there's only one side that you can surf on. So our new surf shaper from Ronix from the 8.3 brand we're really excited about it's basically uh, a triangle wedge that you stick to the side of your boat and it can turn your old ski boat into a wake surfing boat so yeah i mean something we're really excited about and you know i think it's going to definitely make people's day on the lake more fun yeah i've been talking to a lot of your um your water ski counterparts from team nautique and it sounds like they're even excited about getting that bad boy on those 200s that they're using yeah, I mean, that's the thing is it really, you know, it gives an opportunity for any boat to be surf capable. So it's good for the sport. It's good for, you know, people to just enjoy their time on the water. Hey, Dan, 2015, all summer long, I was at events. I saw you at a few, but did you have any memorable adventures uh, this past summer? Yeah, I mean, I've just been traveling a lot and, you know, just enjoying being a pro wakeboarder. I do a handful of events and always like to go compete with the boys, but also just really uh, starting to work more heavily on some web projects and, you know, just still trying to push the sport in my own way and still doing contests when I can. How's the golf game? Yeah, still uh, still loving golf. I mean, I don't get to play as much as I'd like, but um, it's on the back burner, so waiting for the call from the PGA. <laughs> there it is. Dan, I want to thank you so much. I know this is uh, our second time kind of chatting here on the podcast. Just so you know, your episode did do very well. We had lots and lots of of listeners and some really, really good feedback. So uh, thank you. Always good to be back, Dana. Thanks for having me. All right. There he is, guys. Danny Harf. Cheers. Well, joining me right now for the first time ever on the Golden Mike podcast, one of Japan's finest, Showtime Shota Tezuka. 
Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa to you. Shota, man. Great to have you out here. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think you just got back from the IWWF Worlds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just came back from the Cancun, yeah. And how was the event down there in Mexico? It was great. The site was awesome, and then uh, it's always ha- it, it's always good to be in Cancun, you know. Um, I just didn't ride my well. Uh, I just didn't ride well, but uh, just it was fun. Yeah, but last year in Cancun, you made history at an event where oh, yeah. you landed the uh, hillside Pro. 1080. Yeah, I was stoked. Yeah. So <laughs> have you been have you been landing that trick at all uh, recently? Oh uh, yeah, I've been la- I'm, uh, I landed like three times or four times before that, but I haven't done it like forever. Sure. And just did it for the contest you know absolutely well yeah. talking of contests yeah. we were in japan earlier in the 2015 season yeah. for uh, a stop on the wwa world yeah. series how cool was that having all of your friends from the wakeboard world right there uh, in your hometown oh, i mean definitely awesome you know it's just hometown home country and then uh, all boys and then um i don't know a lot of people are uh in japan so i was just stoked to be there you're kind of uh, you're kind of like a famous guy in Japan. You people know who you are when you walk around the streets, right? Yeah, no, not really. But uh, I'm pretty sure that all wakeboarder knows me. But I don't know about the normal people. Yeah. How different is it wakeboarding in Japan versus here in America? I mean, uh, it's getting bigger. It's get it's definitely getting bigger. Um, the all little kids. I mean, it's kids is crazy in Japan right now. Um, I'm really stuck for that. But um. Definitely America, especially in Orlando, it's really easy to wakeboarding and then um, trying to do, uh, trying to make a bigger wakeboarding scene in Japan. So sure, yeah, obviously here in Orlando, many many more lakes, many more boats, yeah. and many more athletes, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, still talking about Japan, one of my favorite shots that I've seen of you is the photos from you wakeboarding in front of, I believe it was Mount yeah, Fuji. Yeah, it was Mount Fuji. Can you talk a little bit about what that shoot was all about? Um, Yeah, um, me and Chris Garrison, I was um, talking about like maybe like three, four years ago, like Chris Garrison, I, I showed the photo of the Mount Fuji, I mean, it's on my leg, and then he was like, oh man, I gotta get this photo, like especially the covers or blah, 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 the magazines. And um, yeah, we've been talking about that for like, three years and then uh we've been trying like every single year but we couldn't then um we're finally like just hey chris like we gotta do this right now this year and then like it ha- finally happened so i'm stoked for sure yeah it got some good exposure too as seen oh uh, yeah definitely yeah yeah it was it was a great time shoda we're here for the product launch for the 2016 season what are yeah. you going to be riding this year um i got my first pro moto uh, it's because the space blanket and then uh stuck for that for sure cool very good anything else in the line that uh that you're excited for um i mean i don't know i just always excited to be all line up you know um the the denny's graphic it was just the money he just always code that board and then um everything's gonna be go cool. well very good man the yeah. line looks insane uh i'm looking forward to checking out your new board maybe even giving a little bit of a ride yeah. uh you got your boat here in orlando or who are you riding with uh, I'm riding with the Steel and Daniel Powers and then all those kids. Very good. So you you actually live with Steel Lafferty, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Anybody else at the house? Uh, yeah. There's Daniel Powers. Stay at the house, and then uh, it's cause uh, Taylor. It's his nickname is T Soad, and he's been taking the photos last year and or so, and then uh, he's been getting better and stuff. So um, stoked to be here. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Blah blah. blah. Sorry. <laughs> you're all good Shota man your English is much better than ah, my Japanese so we very much appreciate <laughs> you. you my friend yeah. thanks for hanging out man and uh, and, and appreciate it and one day 
I talked to you about this last year during the Prime Wake movie video premiere. Yeah. I want to do a full episode with you and talk all about how you cool. got started in wakeboarding and, and all about uh, Japanese lifestyle and everything. Yep. So we'll hit that up in the future for sure. Thank you. All right, guys, there it is. Showtime. Shota Tezuka. Yeah. He is the 2002 Pro Wakeboard Tour overall champion, 2002 world champion. Well, he was my landlord for seven or eight years of my life and one of, if not my oldest friend, Mr. Eric Ruck in the house. Eric, what's up, man? How's it going, Dana? Well, it's good to have you finally uh, joining me on the Golden Mike podcast. I know today's episode is a little bit different than what we are normally used to doing here usually we get one person and we do like a full 45 minutes hour hour and a half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with i think grub we almost went two full hours uh but we talk about you all the time on the podcast and uh it's it's just a real pleasure to 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 have a few moments with you here on the ronix product launch at performance ski and surf you're a you're a, a performance team rider yourself how long you've been a part of the team uh you know i'd say probably since like uh Pretty close to the early 2000s, I'd say. Somewhere in there, early 2000s, yeah. Nice. And so here tonight, we're doing the the launch of all the 2016 gear. I know you've got quite the role. It seems like uh, you're you're kind of stealing the job from Mike Ferraro as the industry's hardest working man. I know you were at the lake. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> running the show there a little bit earlier today. <laughs> um, also, yeah, make sure you speak into it, Ruckster. Okay, Ruxter. okay. <laughs> um, but you're working a little double duty here at Performance, and I know you're doing some of the social media stuff for the Rowings crew, plus you're jamming out front. Yeah, you know, it's uh, thought it'd be, be good to come out, play a little music, have a little fun, hang out with everybody. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about your your role at Ronix. I mean, you're kind of with your career. I know you're still riding a bunch, but uh, it it seems as if uh, the competitive riding has kind of come to a halt for you, and and you've been focusing on some other stuff. What's been going on with you? Uh, you know, just uh, yeah, definitely haven't been competing anymore. It just got to the point I'm the kind of person that if I'm not having fun doing it, I just can't do it. I can't make myself do it. So. I uh, just got to the point where competing wasn't fun for me anymore, and uh, you know, start. I'm still riding, and actually been having a lot of fun riding. But uh, you know, just doing work on the back end, helping with the social media, um, helping with R and D, working. You know, pretty much Chad and I full time at the lake. So yeah, it's been a nice little transition, and uh, definitely learned a lot, and look forward to a lot of cool stuff to happen out at Lake Ronix. Yeah, and we're, we're all looking forward to, to seeing what uh, what's ahead. Of course, we recorded the episode with Chad Sharp earlier this last summer yeah, over yeah, there right. at Lake Ronix, I think in the big tiki hut that you definitely had your hand in building. It was a vision of Birad Smela, correct? Oh, uh, yeah, in the tower. Is that yeah. where you guys did that? Yep. Right on, yeah. So speaking of Brad Smela, I know that you and Brad worked hand-in-hand hand before his injury. What was it like getting to work with Brad? Oh, Brad's a man. He just, uh, just a super positive, motivated dude that you know brought out the best in people, and uh, we definitely, definitely miss him around there. Eric, you've been riding with and working with the Ronix team for a good handful of years now. Um, when you joined the team, you reunited with Chad Sharp and Parks Bonifay, Danny Harf, and Paul O'Brien. Uh, what's that been like for you? That's you know, it's it's been great. It's 
definitely where I've always felt the most comfortable with, you know, that crew and uh, just feels like family. And it's definitely opened up a lot more doors for furthering, uh, you know, my career in the wakeboarding industry. Now, this year you don't have a signature pro model board. You and I had talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but your name is still on one of the Ronix wakeboards. Can you talk about that? Yeah, the space blanket. Yeah, Shoda and myself uh, designed that. It's Shoda's pro model, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty much like the next, uh, the next level of first. The first, you know, year when uh, Camber came out, we had the parks board and the bandwagon, and uh, this is the second gen, and uh, yeah, definitely really stoked on it. Super fast, snappy. Uh, it's basically everything that. Uh, all the positives of riding camber. Absolutely. Um, what what wakeboarding wise? Do you have any goals still? Um, yeah, you know, I've actually just recently been trying to learn a, you know, just get a bunch of tricks that I used to be, you know, used to having my trick bag back and uh, just feeling comfortable and having fun on the water. And def- definitely nowadays, really don't ride boat too much anymore. I've been riding a lot more system and, uh, you know, just having fun and and learning. And how about that? I've heard some rumors about a new system set up at the at the lake. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah, I can't really, uh, you know, we're not going to unveil that yet, but we definitely got a lot of new stuff that's going to be coming out for uh, next spring and next summer and uh, really excited about it. Off the water, your band has been crushing it, the stereotype. I have been to a few of your guys' shows. You guys got anything uh, coming up? Uh, yeah, we're actually playing a festival coming up here uh, November 20th called Anima Saris. Um Pretty sure it's down outside of Lakeland, Maddox Ranch. But uh, but yeah, we've been playing a bunch and having a lot of fun and uh, playing out, getting a good response. And uh, yeah. Have you had any like standout shows or opened up for anybody? or? Oh yeah, actually we played the social and opened up for uh, the Heavy Pets and... Uh, Who's the headliner? The uh, the Revivalists, which is a pretty n- big name band. Very good. So you guys got a record deal coming out anytime soon? Uh, we actually just recorded a five-song demo that should be out soon. So uh, yeah, check me on my social media stuff, and I will uh, definitely let people know when, uh, when it drops. All right. Well, there he is, guys. One of my best friends in the entire world, the one and only Mr. Eric Ruck. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Dan. Great to be on the Golden Mic. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Ronix team rider Dom Hernler from Austria is joining me right now. Dom, good to have you here on the Golden Mike Podcast. What's happening, man? Oh, thank you. Um, nothing much. We're just hanging out here at Performance, um, chilling and having a good time. Yeah, man, you're from you're from Austria. How long have you been here in America? Um, I've been here for three years now. Yeah. So where where exactly in Austria are you? Um, I'm from the southern part in Austria. It's like Almost like right on the border to Italy, so it's like 20 minutes to Italy. How much wakeboarding is going on out there? I mean, there's quite a lot of wakeboarding going out on there. Like people have, like there's loads of lakes where people have boats, and um, we also have like six or seven cable parks now. So there's quite a lot of wakeboarding going on out there. I feel like you're a guy who's kind of known for his wake park riding. Uh, how did you get started wakeboarding? 
Um, yeah, I actually started. Uh, we my my mum's uh, boyfriend. He 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 runs a water ski school back in Austria. So I used to, I grew up like show skiing and doing stuff like that, and then got into uh, wakeboarding. And then I don't know. I think it was like five years after I was, like started wakeboarding. That's like the first time I, I rode uh, wake park and got hooked on that. And I don't know. Somehow never stopped riding park since then. I didn't know that you were a, a water skier before you were a, a wakeboarder. What what kind of stuff were you doing back then? I don't know. Just some show skiing. We had like, I think two or three shows every like summer. So we were just doing like random stuff. Well, I, you, you know, know that like myself and Eric oh, yeah, started in a ski yeah, show ourselves. So are you like the top of the pyramid? Uh, I was for two years actually. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it, man. You're like a daredevil. Uh, dude. That was pretty fun. Hey, how did you link up with the Ronix wake team? Well, I've, Kind of, I've been riding Ronix since they started back in Austria. The Austrian distributor uh, hooked me up with boards and stuff, and I was always getting boards through him. And then I don't know what year it was, but then I met Parks. Basically, I met Parks at some uh, cable contest that he was judging in uh, in Spain, and he got, kind of got me in contact with Paul and everyone else. And that's since, uh, yeah, that's how I met everyone, kind of. You know, a lot of people will say it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be doing a deep water start on a wakeboard and, and you make it original and you make it your own. Where do you get inspired? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I get, I get inspired by a lot of people and a lot of different things. I love watching snowboarding and skateboarding or surfing. And I don't know. It's It's hard to say. There's too much out there to get inspired by. Are you still living with Shane Bonifay? Oh yeah, I've been living with Shane since I since I lived here for three years now. You gotta have some crazy stories from living over there at the house. Oh yeah, it's always fun at Shane's house. I bet. Uh, yeah. Any any wild parties over there? Well, I would say the last wild party was probably his, his birthday party last year. Yeah, I was out there. What it, what it was like a flotilla of like oh, like twenty yeah. boats or something like that. Those are pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a yearly ordeal. I think it's been going on for for a decade now, but uh, definitely a, a party people yeah. don't want to miss. <laughs> okay, off the party subject. Back to the wakeboard um subject here. What uh, board are you riding in the line this year? Um, I'm riding the uh kinetic project this year. They got we got two different layups. One of them is like the green one is a little softer and. A little better for riding rails to where the other one, the blue one, is not as not as soft. So it's it's better for kickers, but still really good for rails. And I've been riding the blue one now, and but I've been kind of been switching back and forth. So they're both really good boards, and I love them both. You spending any time behind the boat at all these days? Well, every now and then I ride boat, but not that much that I used to. But I'm still trying to ride boat like a lot, at least like once or twice a week. Who's your crew? Who are you riding with, and where are you riding at? I mean, I'm, I've been riding with Mossy, and then Langley's been out in, on Clear Lake, and whoever wants to shred, I've, I've been riding everywhere, kind of. You know, I, I heard a lot of people saying this year that they thought maybe you should have been Rail Rider of the Year. I know you did a lot of major contests overseas in Europe, and you did pretty dang well. Am, am I correct on that? Yeah, it's been going really good for me this season, especially riding contests and stuff. And I don't know about the Rail Rider of the Year. I don't... I mean, I don't know. I'm not judging it, but I think Raf and like he won, and he's been doing a lot of stuff too. Like he's been filming so much cool stuff, doing his X Games part, and I I think he deserved it. And it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't mean because I've been winning all the contests that I have to win Rail Rider of the Year. You know. Sure, sure. <laughs> Do you have any goals moving into the 2016 season? Um, I mean, I'm just going to try and do good in contests again, maybe get into a little more filming and winching that I did this year. And yeah, 
You mentioned Massey Pifferetti. His video edit, Pizza Boy, came out uh, back in October, and, and, and that was absolutely insane. Can we expect to see any kind of edit like that from you? Yeah, I, I, hopefully. I mean, I, I'm going to work on like a season edit, I think, where I'm going to try and stack clips to get one out by like Surf Expo time or something. So, yeah, hopefully. All right, man. Well, hey, Dom, thank you, sir. And we will get a little bit more in-depth next time. I look forward to having you back here with me on an entire episode of the Golden Mike Podcast. Thanks, Dano. It's awesome. All right, guys. There he is, Dominic Hernler, here on the Golden Mic. Oh, yeah. Well, you could say he's the man of the hour right now. He's been on an absolute tear for, well, coming into the date that we are at right now here at the beginning of November for the last month or so. He had a huge video drop uh, mid-October and just took a huge win at the IWWF Wakeboarding World Championships down in Cancun, Mexico. The pizza boy himself, the one and only Massey Pifferetti. Hey, Dano, what up? What's going on? How do we say it in, in Italian? Ciao? Ciao. Ciao. It's like bye and hello. Ciao, ciao, right? Ciao, ciao was like mainly when you are leaving. So ciao, ciao. And then when you come in, it's like ciao. Yeah, a short little Italian lesson yeah. for me. Maybe and then one day you can teach me how to make your famous and meet the balls. Perfect. Massey, huge, huge win at the IWWF Wakeboard World Championships. And I know it wasn't to give me either. I saw some big names from all around the world. How does it feel? Man, it feels great. I still can't believe it. And, uh, you know, it was awesome to have my family there. And they weren't sure during the, the actual American season if I was training right or doing anything. And, like, oh, you're going out. Or you're drinking too much. You're, like, you're not focused and all that kind of stuff. And then they never come I mean contest uh, during, in the States. And um, they came over to Mexico. And I was super stoked. And I just wanted to prove them wrong and ended up winning. And I'm super stoked. Who gave you the most trouble out there? Man, everybody out there was killing it, you know? Like, we had guys like Corey that has won multiple contests this season. We had Harley that, like, destroyed it all freaking year. And then we had Dino that goes absolute massive. And, is, you know, it's just insane. We had, like, so many good riders and Phil Sovan out there, like, that he always kills it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a good crew of people. Now, you bo- competed at both the IWWF Worlds and the WWA Worlds. What, what do you see the differences are? I mean, I really feel like the WWA is more focused like on the crowd and like how to make like the judging is like so much different. But IWWF is like getting better. And, uh, but I think, I really think if the, both of the federation would get together and we could actually create something really good in like crowd wise judging and we could pull off like a great federation and like get all together and use the power that we have together but make even bigger events yeah make even bigger events together grow the sport gain more exposure that's what's important you know massey i look at your riding and i and i've said it all season long i said massey pifferetti this is a guy who's going to go out there he rides high risk high reward and you're the athlete who if if you land your tricks you're going to be close to being unbeatable, but if you have a fall, uh, chances are it's going to be tough for you to, to, to come back from that. One of the standout tricks that you have been doing all season long is that 360 rewind, 360, or I think you've been calling it 
the zero. How long have you been doing that trick? Yeah, um, I actually landed it behind D Harv's boat um, not too long ago, about like probably four months ago. We were just chilling out there, and I rode his wake, and I felt good. And like it was a trick that I wanted to try for a while, then like ended up sticking in like three or four tries. So I'm really stoked. And I actually did that um, in Cancun in the semifinal round. I usually like have a little bit of trouble in contests just because I don't feel like I'm that good of a contest rider. But I mean, we can always change that with like training and do your run and be more consistent. But like this time, I tried like a little bit different like way to approach a contest. I was gonna try to like not do all my banger tricks like in qualify in qualification. You know, just keep them for the finals. So like I would not take a fall or anything so in my mind I would just come into the finally final strong and like that I don't overthink that I might gonna fall on that trick you know I just wanted to like come in I know I can do them and just like bust them out like in finals and try to do like like the right amount to get to the finals you know yeah you play smarter not harder exactly so Massey another uh, another thing that happened for you in the 2015 season was your video on alliancewake.com the pizza boy uh how's the feedback been man the feedback has been awesome like that exactly that video just shows the people what i love about wakeboarding just because i'm not like that kind of person that goes out and does like all those contest contest tricks all the time you know i just like to make my stuff look as better as possible and you know if i don't like it i didn't want a trick in the video you know like i didn't have like a bunch of hammers in the in the video just because i don't like doing them and like i just wanted to show the people what i like to do style a lot of style hopefully yeah so that was the nine minute edit but it sure didn't feel like it how did you decide to to put out such a long video i mean i didn't decide this like russell just like literally killed it behind the lens and on the editing like I was like, Russ, this, the intro, I think it might be too long. And I'm like, maybe people are going to lose interest. But it turned out that people loved it and, like, they were super stoked. And I'm like, Russ, you just killed it. Like, I'm not going to ever tell you, like, what to do. That's your job and you know how to do it great. So You're talking about Russell Spencer from yeah. Alliance. So, you know, Russell's a pretty goofy guy. He likes to have a lot of fun. How was it filming with him? Oh, it's awesome. He gets me stoked every time because I would do a trick and like sometimes it's like a trick that I messed up, but like kind of looked cool and he would get super pumped like because he might must have thought that I landed it and that make me laugh and go back and do it. You know, it's just every time like I'm doing something and I do like a, a cool trick or something, he gets super stoked and it gets me stoked as well. You know, it's just like you can totally see that when we're together stuff comes along well. Yeah, chemistry, my friend, I think is what they call it. So, Massey, what's uh, in store in the lineup for 2016 with you and Ronix? I'm going to be riding the one board still. That's, like, one of the best boards I've ever rode, and, like, I feel super com comfortable with it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be riding the Kinetic in the park. And uh, I'm just going to keep rocking it and, uh, you know, hopefully, like, kill it and uh, get Ronick stoked. Yeah, I'm stoked enough to hopefully give you your own uh, signature board in the near future, yeah? I don't know, hopefully. So when do you go back to Italy? I go back to Italy on the 10th of December. I'm going to go back for the holidays and then stay till like mid 
January, I'm definitely gonna go some snow, go doing some snowboarding. Since like I grew up doing snowboard, like I wanted to be a snowboard pro rider, never a wakeboarder. So you just won the IWWF World Championships. The season's basically all done now. Moving into 2016, uh, have you set any goals yet? Um, I'm definitely gonna keep training hard, and like I definitely want to win more contests, just because the feeling is awesome, and like I kind of never had it over like like on a big big contest and. Winning feels great, and I want to keep doing it, but I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to, like, even if I do bad in a contest, I'm not going to be like, oh, damn, like, I did bad. I'm just going to go along with it, have fun, and if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, go home, work hard, and come back stronger. Hey, man, you're in your early 20s. you got a lot more years ahead of you, my friend, and, and uh, definitely we all look forward to seeing you and your riding grow. Thank you, Dano. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you very much, Massimiliano Pifferetti, my friend. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, man. Well, there's no doubt she is one of the living legends and a future wakeboarding Hall of Famer. The one and only Dallas Friday is now joining me here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Dal, my pal. How you doing, girl? What's going on, Dana? Great to have you here. We're, we're at Performance Ski and Surf. This yeah. is your sponsor shop. They've been yeah. behind you since, since what, day over, number one, pretty over much? Over 15 years. Yeah, since day one. So you were like, are you still hold the record for the youngest athlete uh, female pro rider? Or did uh, Megan Ethel end up taking taking over on that? For the youngest female athlete pro rider to what? To ever break into the uh, pro women's division. Well, I know I'm the youngest uh, pro woman uh, to win an X Games gold medal. I know that, but... Very cool. Yeah. So you, you still have some really good credentials, and yeah. you were able to earn some, some more major credentials this summer. What a summer it was. The 2015 mm-hmm. season... So awesome. many podiums, and you I took podiumed the, at every event this year, so I was pretty pumped to stay in the top three. And so, then you yeah. took the overall win at the Malibu Evolution yeah, Pro awesome. Series, and they're one of your that they're like yeah. pretty much one of your main sponsors. So how did yeah. that feel? Um, it just felt incredible. Just Malibu putting on such an amazing series, and to be a part of it and to take the win was just super awesome and a great way to finish the year. Would you say you're riding the best you've ever ridden right now? Riding super consistent. You know, this is where I really feel like. The experience has really, you know, helped me because I've had a busy year um, with the whole ESPN thing and traveling around, photo shoots, uh, video shoots, and you know, going from place to place. But I've, I've really seemed to get down the consistency, and I think that's all through experiences Ab- and so many years of riding. Absolutely, girl. Yeah, I, I've been saying every single event, I've never seen you ride this good. I mean, you're yeah. you're getting so tech. And, and it's so much fun because I don't feel pressure. I don't feel like I have anything to prove, and I know exactly what I need to do when I go out there. So it's just a relief and. Having fun. Yeah. Del, how have you changed up your training regimen? Um, you know, it, it changes all the time throughout the season. It really depends on my schedule and what's going on. I mean, all of us riders are so busy, but, you know, we just got to be smart and stay healthy. And, you know, at the end of the day, we know what's best for us. And it's just a matter of us, you know, making the right decisions and choices. Well, from the looks of things, um, at least through the uh, ESPN body <laughs> oh. issue, uh, you definitely look to be staying uh, uh, in shape, girl. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I got to congratulate you. You probably you. got more exposure in 2015 than pretty much any other rider through the ESPN body issue. How did you feel about the whole thing? Um, it, 
was an amazing experience. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, you know, a lot of people are like, I can't believe, you know, like you're posing nude. And that's not what it was about. At the end of the day, it's about me being proud of my body, my sport and what I love to do. And um, it's just more of an art form. And I mean, if you look at the magazine, there's some amazing athletes in it. It's just incredible to be featured in the magazine next to all these amazing athletes. So, yeah, it was awesome. How do, how do you do it? I mean, I, I, <laughs> It's hard for me to even walk through my house naked, <laughs> yet alone um, I, I go out and wakeboard a full set. You know what? It was actually really easy. I know that sounds weird, but, um, you know, I'm a professional at the end of the day. Um, you know, when I wakeboard and when I ride, it's like I'm in the moment and nothing else is really on my mind. So, I mean, I was naked, but honestly, when I was riding, it wasn't even about that. It was just about doing what I love and showing that off and, um, yeah, just getting it done. Well, I think the results were pretty positive on that one. Yeah. So uh, hopefully on your end, it, it was the same. <laughs> Dow, 2016, the Ronix line, we're launching right now here at Performance Ski and Surf. What you riding this year? Uh, the Limelight. Uh, it's definitely the best women's board out there. It's featuring Camber. Um, it's something made for girls that's going to be really easy to ride at any level and, and really push your riding and, you know, give you that natural pop and that lift and, you know, it's really easy to get from point A to point B. And um, yeah, it's an awesome board. It seems like the Ronix team has been stepping it up with the women's uh, riders. Uh, any 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 the, ladies we should be watching I out mean, for? It's it's really cool to go to the events and, you know, see. I think there were three of us riding the limelight in the finals in Houston. And, um, you know, that was awesome. You know, Ashley Luger was riding it, had a killer ride. Best I've seen a ride all year. So it's cool to see a lot of... You know, not just the beginners, but, you know, advanced girls like jumping on this board and really liking it and loving it like I have. Very good. Well, yeah. Dal, I want to get you on for a full podcast episode the whole hour. I know that so many of the fans are interested to hear your entire story. <laughs> Girl, yeah. we've been friends for a long, long time. and I know. Uh, It's been awesome. Yeah, and, been and appreciate all the support and appreciate yeah. you for, for hanging out with us and, and chatting a little bit with me here at the Golden Mike Podcast. It's my pleasure. It's awesome. There it is, guys. Dallas Friday, and we'll uh, be right back. After a quick word from our sponsor. Woodrow's is a sunglass company based in Central Florida that manufactures frames from wood and other sustainable materials. With an infrastructure built on a passion for action sports, life on the water, and a love for the great outdoors, there's no doubt Woodrow's handcrafted wooden and sustainable eyewear will fit your lifestyle. Follow Woodrow's on Instagram at Woodrow's or check them out online at woodrows.com. That's W-O-O-D-R-O-Z-E dot com. Well, this is exciting. This is a name that you guys who listen to the uh, episodes have heard many, many times, starting all the way back to probably the Darren Shapiro episode, which was episode, I think, number five. Mr. Mike Ferraro is joining me. Mike, what's happening, my friend? Uh, Dan, I'm just having a good time out here performing, seeing all the guys, meeting all the customers, and... Tell them about Aronix line. Fun times. We're here. We're here for the product release for the 2016 season. We'll get to that here in just a few moments. But uh, you've you got a big role at Aronix. What what exactly do you do? Well, I do a little bit of everything. But um, what I like to do is I would consider myself the guy that's in the field, giving the reports back to the office, back to the production guys. So when a rider is working on a new product. I can kind of translate that back to the boys at the factory and explain to them what the rider is actually liking or disliking about it. Now, how long have you been doing like R&D for, for not just Ronix, but for, for brands in general? Well, I've been working for Herb O'Brien for Herb O'Brien companies for 35 years. 
and herbs taught me from the beginning really you know he he, he put he found me and figured out you're the guy that can translate what those guys are saying into layman's terms get it to the production guys get it back to herb and then herb could take that and go and produce it you know, for years and years and years, I've called you the world's greatest coach, and I say that just because the top names always seem to to ride with you and and learn from you. What is it about your your technique that has taken so many athletes over the past three decades to the top to the elite level of our sport? Well, you know, I've been I've been lucky along the way, and a lot of them have figured out how to find me. Um, so I've had really good people come to me. So I think my job was really to figure out what buttons to push on each person to get them to go further. So, I mean, it was, it's, it's been a really long journey with all these guys. And, you know, I was an athlete and I did it and I wish I had somebody that could help me. And I kind of tried to fill that guy's boots, but really what I try to do is I try to identify the talent, try to figure out what I got and then figure out what buttons I can push to get them to go further. Now, you're talking about pushing buttons on the water. Now, off the water, uh, you know, you've pushed your fair share of buttons uh, over your career. I'm talking about practical jokes. Uh, you have any any practical jokes that may stand out or, or somebody that maybe you've uh, really pushed to the limits over the years? Oh, now, now you're going to have to, I'm going to dig deep into my, I've done a lot of really fun stuff. Um, um, I always prided myself on the um, surprising them. One time um, I looked at a pattern and Mike Seipel had a barefoot school in Palm Beach. And the pattern was as soon as it got dark, the boat would come in. They'd run out of the boat, hop in the hot tub and it's dark out. So I figured if I got some blue dye, I, this was around the Smurfs time, I could get these guys to look like Smurfs. So while it was light out, I dumped in all this blue dye. The boys pulled in, sure enough, on cue, they ran up, jumped in. But I figured, how can I get them to stay in there long enough? So I offered them all a beer. I wanted to make sure that blue dye sunk in. Sure enough, let me shut my phone off here. Hardest working man in the industry is getting... Um, sure enough, they stayed in long enough, had their beer, got out. Blue Smurfs, I ran as fast as I could because these guys were really upset about things. How long did how long did that last? They were Smurfs for a few days. <laughs> now, Siple, I know Siple. He's a good dude, but uh, he seems like he may have been a little bit more of a hothead when he was younger. Was he pretty uh, bent about it? Yeah, I stayed clear. Those guys weren't. These are big, fit barefooters, and I was just a little scrawny tricks gear, and I made sure I stayed clear of them. Wakeboarding-wise, who's been the most fun person to mess with over your career? Oh, it's got to be Dallas. She believes anything you tell her. Just randomly, you just get and start texting her, and she totally goes for it. Mike, it seems like years ago you were calling out how big cable was going to get, and it seemed like a lot of people really never understood it as much as you did. Uh, are, are you surprised to, to see the direction that it's gone into with Wake Park? I'm actually surprised it took so long. Um, it's kind of like... It's been there, and it's been there for so many years. It was just getting the Americans to figure it out that, hey, this is how you bring wakeboarding to the masses. You can have, it's so much easier to put on a contest. You can just bring so many new people into the sport, and they eventually buy a boat. So, I mean, like, it's just a win-win situ situation. I, I, was, I couldn't figure out why it took so long. Hey, who's... We've said it once, we'll say it again and again and again. The top names always seem to go through your fingers. Who is the next big wakeboarder, wake park or boat? Or both? 
Well, Dowdy's, you know, Dowdy's, it goes in categories. Like there's guys that come along and they'll, they're, you know, they'll be running the show for two or three years. And then they just move on, you know, to another category of tricks. Dowdy's the double guy. There's really nobody challenging him. He's got Red Bull supporting him. So he has access to a huge support staff. So we can go to the, we go to all these different training seminars with the snowboard guys and the snowboard guys can help us. So we're like one up on all the other guys. As far as cable go, there's a kid from Brazil, Pedro Caldes, and he seems to be the hungriest kid who's having the most fun and he has the most opportunities, another Red Bull rider. Yeah, and you know, I talked to Tom Fouché, the king of the cable himself, and uh, more over a year ago uh, about who the next big name was in, in cable, and he also said Pedro's the man to watch out for. So looking forward to seeing that. And, and Mike, I want to thank you. I know, uh, I know we're here at the, the product launch for Ronix, so... What is the product of 2016? What's the Ronix or Radar? What's the product that's going to be the big seller this year? Well, our focus, we're really starting to focus and identifying the needs of cable riders. And we're actually designing boards to flex different for the different flex needs of a rider. Some riders want a board to bend different ways than other riders. So we're actually coming up with boards for these people. As far as our slalom skis, our guys are on it. I mean, like, we don't fool around. And these guys are constantly, daily, trying to figure out what is the most user-friendly, high-performance ski. So I think the key is, with Radar, we've got skis you can run 41 on, but you can also learn how to run the course on. And then our rail riding, we are specifically designing boards for certain needs. Well, there it is, guys. Mike, I want to thank you so much. And I will have you back on the podcast for a full episode, if I can get you away from being the hardest working man. Hey, I, I thought Brad Smale was going to take that job from you, and, and ever since his injury, it seems like Ruck has really certainly stepped up to the plate, is working his tail off. Uh, you, you think you're going to hold the title forever or what? Uh, Brad's the man. I mean, Brad is the guy who came it came into the scene and came into Lake Ronix and wowed everybody at, hey, you can ride, you can have fun, you can promote yourself, and you can work your ass off. Ruck is Ruck, Ruck and I talk daily and we're with each other daily. Chad Sharp is in there. So I think um I think my title might be challenged over the next few months to years. Mike, thanks again for hanging out, brother, and we will uh, catch up real soon. Thank you, Dano. Here at Performance Ski and Surf for the product launch of the 2016 Ronix line. We've got a very special guest here that I wanted to chat with for a long, long time. He is the factory rep for the southeast region of the Radar and Ronix brand, the one and only Brett Hargrave. Brett, welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast. Hey, I appreciate you having me here, Dano. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are always asking. They want to hear from you. You're a rep. You're a guy who travels around. How many miles did you put on your truck this year? Uh, I put about like 40,000 miles a year, so definitely get paid to drive around and act like I know what I'm talking about. So you're now you're the Southeast rep for the, for the Ronix brand, the radar brand. So what is your territory? Um, I've got seven States in my territory. So Florida, Alabama, Georgia, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Now, I'd imagine that our region, the Southeast region is probably one of the busiest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously with the warm weather, you know, majority of the year, <clears throat> especially here in Florida, 
I mean, it's pretty much go time year round, you know. So obviously we've got great shops down here in the south, like Performance Ski and Surf. We've got Ambush, Miami Ski Nautique. So there's definitely a lot of heavy hitters down in this territory. Now, as as we're getting closer to the winter, in the off season here in America, it's boat show season. Uh, and, and obviously you're going to be hitting up all the boat shows. And then as soon as boat show season's over, you gear up for the summer. Of course, uh, you guys do the five gallons to freedom tour. Um, you, you travel with a lot of the riders. Well, first, let me ask you this. Do you prefer to travel alone or do you prefer to travel with like an athlete? Well, I mean, there's pros and cons to both, right? Like obviously when I'm by myself, like it's my own schedule. I can kind of eat where I want, do what I want. But, uh, obviously it's nice having the riders around, you know, obviously it, it makes for some interesting conversation. A lot of stuff goes down, a lot of events. So, uh, I definitely say that there's there's great things about both, and I wouldn't really say that there's a preference. It's it's just great to have both, you know, as far as that's concerned. You've been doing this a long time. You've traveled with so many of the guys. Who 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 do you like most enjoy having on the road with you? Well, <clears throat> you know, obviously, like I think the cool thing about it is, you know, you have you're dealing with so many different personalities. And we've got a team where we've got a lot of legends who are older. We've got some young guns, you know, like Shota and Massey. So you get a plethora of personalities. And I will say that I like a good story. And you know who I think one of the best storytellers on our team is actually Adam Arrington. I think he's he flies under the radar there a little bit, but... You get that kid alone and he'll tell you a good story or two for sure. You know what? You, myself, and Adam Arrington, we did a, a, a little road trip uh, last summer in yeah. 2014, yeah. which was which We was did a good uh, time. the Battle of the Brands. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, and I think I think it ended up being you and me having the, the long conversation on the heavy road trip that time. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the opposite side of the spectrum. And you don't have to elaborate unless you'd like to, which I would like for you to do. Who is the... Well, I'm just going to go out there and say it. The worst to travel with. Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know if I uh, I want to get pegged here, but um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a toss-up. I'd say boat shows, probably the toughest person I've had to deal with so far has been uh, old D Friday. She's uh, been known to have a little narcolepsy sometimes, so that's been a little bit challenging. But uh, to be honest, like... I really haven't had too many bad experiences, you know? I mean, you know, Chowder knows how to cut loose. I've lived with him. We're best buddies, so I love that guy to death. But, uh, you know, I feel like there's a few times where it's been a little glorified babysitting for sure. Well, I, and I can definitely understand that, and I'm sure you felt that about my about me in, in our <laughs> travels as well. With the 2016 line rolling out right now, what are you most excited for moving into this next season? Well, it's pretty cool to see that you know, there's been a lot of transition as far as our sport's concerned. You know, wake surfing has obviously taken a pretty big jump as far as sales goes. So really excited about some of the new technologies that we have on that side of it. As far as the wakeboarding goes, you know, I mean, it's just great to see that we're always testing new materials, having a place like Lake Ronix where we can really put everything to the test and have the riders try everything out. You know, I'd say top to bottom, our lineup is super complete as far as having both boat and cable boards and kind of hybrid boards that, you know, fit the gap between both of those, you know, disciplines in the sport. So, you know, obviously this is a very politically, politically correct answer of me to say, but, you know, I think that there's really no weaknesses in the lineup and, you know, I'm pretty partial to Danny's one board. The graphics are pretty sweet this year. 
Hey, if Mike Ferraro was back here right now trying to tell me a little bit about Danny's board, what would you have to say about it? Oh, hey, let me tell you. It's all about the speed walls and the glide speed, and it's just one of those things where, you know, riders need that type of stuff on the water to have the consistency that they look for out of a board. It sounds like Ferraro's <laughs> back here right now, man. That is perfect. You got the, be you got the spot best. On. Yeah, you got the best impression. Anybody beat that? Uh, I would say, actually, you know what? Uh, most of the guys out at Lake Ronix who spend time with him have a pretty good Ferraro impersonation, but... You know, I think we all work on mimicking each other, and I've had enough time with Ferraro that I think I've got a pretty good one. Well, there it is, guys. Brett Hargrave. Brett, thank you so much. I'm going to let you get back at it, my friend, and uh, maybe one day we'll get you back for, for a proper podcast episode. Awesome, Dano. Thanks for having me here, buddy. Thank you. All right, well, joining me, this is going to be his second time joining us on the Golden Mike podcast yeah, in, in this year. Yeah, Chad Sharp. Twice in one, one year. Thank yeah. you for having me back. Yeah, man. I wanted to I wanted to chat a little bit about the product line, a little bit about what's been happening since last time we got to chat. Uh, you and I did a lot of traveling together this summer. In fact, oh, yeah. a roommate a couple of times, I yeah. think. Chad, super busy summer between contests. I know you were competing, but you were also doing quite a bit of judging as well. How's that been going? Yeah, I've been uh, kind of bouncing around, doing a bunch of different jobs, you know, judging some events, riding some events, you know, riding the big airs at the events that have it. And, uh, you know, just kind of had one of the craziest travel seasons of my career. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, as you know, we've traveled the world this summer. And, uh, you know, a lot of great things in wakeboarding this year. There, you know, there's a lot of different contest series, the Malibu series going off, you know, the World Series. So it's, it's fun. It's really enjoying as a judge, was this your first year really doing a lot of judging? I mean, I've dabbled over the last few years, but this year I think I did like three or four events, but like, you know, bigger events, long ones, you know, I was hurt for, I was hurt for one. And then, uh, one was a kind of a he heavy travel schedule. So I just judged on that one. And, uh, you know, it's fun working with those guys. It's working with guys we grew up riding. And then it's, you know, watching riders that we, uh, either came up riding with or, uh, watched grow up riding. Sure. So now as a, a judge and as a rider, do you find yourself uh, having a new appreciation for, for what the judges have to do at these events? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, over the years, I mean, I've seen it broke down and stuff and, you know, the judges, a lot of times they're just some of those close calls that it's, you know, it could go either way and you just got to make the call on it and, you know, hats off to the guys that come and do it week in and week out and, you know, sit in the boat and, you know. It's got to be stressful because that puts you into the position where every now and then you're going to have to be the bad guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, it's a subjective sport. So, you know, everybody's going to have a different opinion and, you know, and on one of those ones that it could go either way, someone's not going to be happy. Chad, you talked about us uh, traveling all around the world. Any trips stand out in particular this summer? I mean, there were a ton. Mexico is always fun. Two years in a row. Uh, Japan was one of my favorites. That place was awesome. Uh, we got... Did a bunch of touristy stuff, uh, the events in a, you know, great spot right in Tokyo Bay. Um, I mean, Nationals in Miami was, I mean, it's just, the list goes on. There's a lot of great venues this year. Houston was good, so. Now, one of the standout events for me this summer was a series of events, the Malibu uh, Rider Experience events. And you and I got to go up to Montreal for one of the events, 
the guys from Malibu ended up taking us out to see a comedy show one night. We, <laughs> we were having a lot of fun. And you and I were sitting next to each other as I got pinched and pulled out of the Dave Chappelle show. You taking know photos. Oh, well, the it might have been the flash that kind of gave you away, but that was uh, you did miss a fun com- comedy show. But we made up for it afterwards and all hung out. Yeah, those guys, they came and got me, man. Uh, they weren't they weren't kidding. They were just didn't even get to explain yourself. No, they, they were not messing around. Once they heard that I was American, too, they were like, you are seriously <laughs> out of here. But all the rest of y'all were taking photos, too. No flash. I, yeah, I was the one who got I was the one who got <laughs> pinched, though. So we're here at Performance Ski and Surf. Performance has been a longtime sponsor of yours, so I know it's got to be exciting uh, doing the product launch for the 2016 Ronix line. What's what's uh, what's new for you? Uh, you know, have the new district and park graphic, uh, riding the network boot. Um, you know, boards are riding good as ever. Uh, all the new graphics for this year, you know, I think our art guys absolutely killed it. You know, some new boards on the line. Um, it's kind of, I think it's a very well-rounded product line. And, uh, you know, it's already all here in performance for everyone to come check out and hopefully ride one or take one home. So, you know, really excited about coming out tonight. When I first moved to Florida, you were one of the first guys that I was wake surfing with and i think that ronix is definitely going to uh really help change the face of the sport again this next summer with the release of that new surf shaper i mean the surf shapers uh definitely i wouldn't have believed it until i saw it in use and uh you know just you can pretty much take any older model boat you know that doesn't come with a you know a surf system and uh you know retrofit it and it it's as easy as some Velcro, and you got a brand new surf wake. So it's uh, definitely going to be big, and uh, you know we'll see how she goes this summer. But uh, I've seen it firsthand, and it's extremely impressive. I know you've been working your tail off over at Lake Ronix, and and I've been trying to get the information out. Adam Arrington's podcast released uh, just before this one released, and I tried getting a little info out of him. I couldn't get much. I had Ruck uh, on here earlier trying to get a little info, but I'm hearing some rumors that you guys have once again partnered up with Sessi Tech and you've got some big, big things in the future. Uh, can you reveal any well, of the information? All I can say right now is we're, you know, really working our butts off to uh, prepare for something new that's coming. Uh, Sessi Tech's definitely an awesome partner at the lake. Uh, so there's definitely something new in the works, and uh, I'm sure we'll see that here in the next uh, couple weeks. And then on top of that, Malibu just dropped off a new 23-footer, so we got a brand-new boat there. and. You know, everyone's kind of pumped. You know, the winter's coming. Everyone has time to ride. We're going to be building our butts off for what's coming. And uh, right now we're just uh, in deconstruct mode, which next week we s- slip into construction mode. Very good. Very good. So have you you've been taking a little break since the contest season has ended? Um, well, unfortunately, like the last uh, two or three events, I hurt my shoulder. So I hadn't really been riding for about three or four weeks towards the end of the season. And, uh, you know, now that, you know, healthy and home and uh I've actually been doing the opposite. I've been either wake surfing or wakeboarding or riding the system or, you know, it's been kind of like, you know, getting out there as much as I can just from pretty much for lost time. I'm coming out of the season a little fresh due to a, a little uh, time off. Well, I know you had a couple of uh, solid showings in the 2015 season. In 2016, can we expect any podiums from Chad Sharp? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this uh, this winter is just, you know, got a new boat at the house. The the lake's going off, so I'm definitely going to be uh, full on, you know, give her another go at the contest season, and uh, we'll see how she starts out next year. Very good, guys. He is the Canadian equation himself, a good pal of mine, the one and only Mr. Chad Sharp, and I thank you for uh, uh, coming back on the Golden Mike Podcast. Thank you for having me back, Dan. I love it. 
We got Adam Arrington here joining us at the Performance Ski and Surf from Ronick's 2016 product launch, Easy E. It's been a, a long, long time. How you been? It's been a long time. Yeah, no, it's good. Real good. Yeah, actually, uh, this episode's coming out uh, <laughs> just after your episode. So have you been getting any, uh, any uh, positive love from your episode? Absolutely. You know, we just did that, was it a week ago? Yeah. yeah so so nice. Yeah, excited for that. Yeah, it actually uh, released today. So I've been, it went on iTunes a little bit earlier. I've already gotten a couple of phone calls. People love, love hearing from really? you. Really? I've yet to hear it back, so I can't wait to get home and check that out. Yes, I, I had a full listen to it. It was really, really good. good. So since we pretty much got all the Adam Arrington info, I'm not going to keep you here for, for, uh, for too long. But one of the um, things that I forgot to talk to you about on the podcast was your 24-hour uh, ride-a-thon it um, I, I think it was what, <laughs> yeah. Wake Nation I think. I, yeah yeah in uh, Cincinnati Ohio yeah. Um, yeah a world record holder who would have thought yeah well thought? you know in good in, in good company <laughs> I'm a world record holder also I hold uh, a world record along with over a couple thousand people for most amount of people in That's one place right. at one time throwing a yo-yo I remember this yeah so yeah I'm in I'm in the Guinness book also so what exactly was that event yeah so um, you know I th that was actually through I believe it was Red Bull contacted a, a group of us and they had been approached by Cincinnati, Ohio, Wake Nation, who had then been approached by Guinness World Record. They wanted to do it. And um, so there was a, it was a, actually a group effort. So it wasn't just me, um, but there was a group of us, a couple of the cable operators, Amber Wing was there. Um, and yeah, it was basically, they had to have one guy or girl on the cable at all times for 24 hours. Um, and, you know, it went through the other night, which was the roughest part. And, you know, I, you think your your hands hurt from going on the cable? Try try doing a full twenty four hours. I couldn't can't tell you how uh, how painful it actually was to hold on the rope. But, how many uh, laps did you actually do? We didn't even we didn't set um, numbers like a specific number, but it got to the point where a, f a couple guys fell asleep or stopped doing it. So there was only like maybe three of us at, towards the end, of, like late hours of the night, and we made it um, a rule that you had to ride for at least one hour before you could switch. So I think me and two other guys seriously went the the longest for just a couple hours, just full uh, speed. Can I guess Tom Fouché? Oh, the Fouché was there. Yeah, the king. Yeah, was he that who was going mm -hmm. the longest? I'm, I'm, I would assume. He's really good at going. So were you actually doing tricks and stuff too? Uh, you know, at first I wanted to. I was like, hey, well, I mean, why not just hit the kicker every now and then or hit this rail? But, the, I mean, it was so tiring. It really was genuinely tiring. And uh, I was just eye on the prize, just doing laps after that. Now, on our episode, we talked a little bit about your new pro model board, but I was out in performance taking a look at it. Mm -hmm. And... Something, you know, aside from from the actual board itself, aesthetically, the add-ons, the extras that you always include. I think one year you had a mustache, right? Yeah, you know, the art guys at Ronix always have a field day with, with my line. It's kind of like the, the edgy out there, go for it, let's get crazy with the graphic. And uh, usually does include some sort of, uh, you know, an add-on, uh, some sort of uh, thing to take home or just one more th cool thing about the board. So yeah, Swag. I've, had a, I've had a mustache, um, a lot of scratch and sniffs, a lot of glow in the darks. Um, but yeah, it's a fun one. So it's, it's the one all the art guys, it's the first board they start and the last one they finish because they just have a blast with it. And this year it comes with a pine scented air freshener. It does. And it is strong. It really does smell strong pine. I had it in my car the other day and it was overwhelming yeah i actually uh just showered with using you did you you rubbed yourself down with it a little bit you can, nice. you can use that too or the car whatever yeah so uh, we're here at performance tonight and, and uh obviously uh very exciting stuff going on a lot of folks are here checking mm -hmm. out your board um have you heard any positive feedback from anybody yet yeah absolutely for sure you know um 
like I said earlier, the art guys have a blast with it. It's the fun one. So obviously the graphics on my board are always uh, usually a, a hit, and people really love them. It's fun, you know, scratch and sniff. It's not every day your your wet wakeboard smells good. So um, that's always a, a positive note. And I've got it's the only continuous rocker board in the Ronix line. So um, I do get a lot of you know compliments and and people asking about that because you know it's the best of both worlds. You gotta you can't just only have three stage rocker boards. So it's nice that there's a continuous continuous board in the line so for the uh user-friendly absolutely uh, board, so it's good yeah very good and uh you know before i before i let you get out of here you know since we are here performance you are a, a longtime member of the team what's it been like for you your experience being a part of the performance ski and surf team it's great you know i really haven't thought about how long i've been with them until today you know it's like when i first started wakeboarding it's just that was the store i went to i bought my first wakeboard from here well my mom did um and just the the whole gravel tour series that have just continually go every year that's how I got my starts where I started wakeboarding that's where I became noticed and you know that's it, I've been with performance since day one basically you know and and it's just uh it's a true blessing to have guys like Bill being involved and um you know being on the same team as some of my uh my favorite wakeboarders so it's been a blast Adam aside from your board and your line from from Ronix what are you most excited about coming out of the brand this year um, probably the kinetic project, you know, Dom Herndler, if you haven't heard of him, get ready. Cause he's probably one of the, the best rail riders in the world. And he just came out with a board this year, which is super cool, really fun for the park. And I'm excited just to, it's really fun watching the, the, the really good rail guys on team Runix, uh, ride the, the park we got out, out here in Orlando. So I'm excited to see how that kind of line evolves and how, uh, those boys ride on that board this year. Very good. Adam, man. It's uh, great having you back here on the podcast. Yeah, I know to, it hasn't been long. Good but, to be back. Uh, Thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. And maybe, you know what? We, we were talking about having you 30 episodes after the episode we recorded last time. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, maybe we can get you back on even sooner. <laughs> I'd love that. Always great. Guys, Adam Arrington here at the Performance Ski and Surf. Ronix launch for 2016. And we thank you very much. Thank you. I'm now sitting around hanging out with the owner, the founder of Performance Ski and Surf, Mr. Bill Porter. Bill, thanks for having us out. Fun night. Very, very fun night tonight. Thank you for kind of helping making some magic happen. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, you've been doing this uh, all fall, it seems like, these these product releases for all the different brands. So this has kind of been a new, exciting way to get the product out there. Well, it's been a lot of fun. The nice thing is, you you know, we obviously, we do sales to it, but bringing athletes and people from the factory to just to have a you know connect with you know real customers and then great thing through podcasts like this you know virtually for posterity but it's been a, it's been a fun night for sure it sure will and, and you know i look forward to being at the rest of these i know you got a couple more coming up uh, over the next few weeks so i look forward to that i want to talk about the brand performance ski and surf when and why did you start performance um you know i just there orlando was kind of the you know a growing mecca for water sports and there was a need for a shop that well for lack of better that'd stay open late i had a lot of people at ski school that would ski till dark and would want to come in and uh, you know and purchase stuff the other thing too was herb o'brien herb was one of those guys that kind of painted a future of what's to come and inspired me to to really want to be you know, a, a wakeboard and water ski shop dealer. And, you know, his passion for the sport kind of translated into 
pro shop as it is today. I mean, the shop is dedicated to Herb because he was the, he was the one who believed in me when nobody else would. Bill, this is the first stop for every major skier who comes to Orlando. And as we know, you know, this is the place you come to ski school, so many ski schools, so many wakeboard schools um, o- over the years. But, uh, you know, how, how did performance become such the powerhouse in our industry? Well, I think the connection, not only with customers, but with elite athletes. I mean, because we got to deal and work with these athletes face-to-face, also working with the designers of skis, you know, with Nautique as a boat company, and just being in this core segment and core of the sport um, really kind of helped connect us. And we were, you know, really allowed us to build relationships with the skiers and with the companies and really feel like we're a part of the industry on a different level than a lot of shops just because we're right in the heart of it. Absolutely. And you're talking about the team, the team riders, and that's something that uh, performance has done such a good job on over the, the past three decades. You know, growing up watching wakeboard movies, there was one thing that always stuck out. It was that P on the boards and you always saw the top names riding the P. Team performance is arguably the top team in the industry. Uh, how did you start team performance? Well, and, and a lot of this goes back into relationships with Herb and, you know, his wanting to help us grow the brand. But, you know, going back to, you know, the Wade Coxes and the Darren Shapiros and Sean Murray's and Dean Lavelle's, we, we started, you know, working with these guys. We were for, you know, our goal as a sponsor, you know, was to help them with equipment they needed to be the best. You know, maybe they had sponsors for clothing or wetsuits, but they needed a bag to go on a trip. So we would help them out, you know, and that's, we're kind of the sponsor they needed when they need them. If the board broke, you know, they knew they could come to us. And, you know, that peace of mind that, hey, these guys have got my back when they, when I need it, uh, I think this translates. I mean, look at tonight, look at the people we had here tonight, the history of the people we had here tonight. I mean, that's the coolest thing. I was telling Chad Sharp, I went back through photos from, a couple hard drives and type the word Chad and I look and there's like almost like 500 photos of Chad Sharp and I look through the the historical stuff you do that with Murray and Darren and Dean and all this legacy people it's pretty awesome pretty awesome you know you've had a pretty good eye for for team riders for such a long time and and you know you always hear kids asking how do I get sponsored how do I get sponsored how do how does somebody become a part of team performance well you know everybody asks that you know and, and some of it really boils down to locale. I mean, we are in the heart of it and elite athletes come to train here. Um, and I tell kids that, you know, it, if you're if you're getting into the sport and looking for a sponsor, find a local shop that you can help, you know, I hate to say it, drive sales. If you can help them sell a board, sell equipment, bring people to their shop, you create value for yourself. Just because you're a great rider doesn't necessarily make you sponsor worthy. And that's the thing, you know, we we build and you know from our gravel tour i look at some of the kids that have come up through that and they end up being ambassadors for our shop and helping drive people to our door you know that produce sales and while it's not just sales i mean performance and their image and stuff but it's relationships and their commitment to try and help us be you know be the best pro shop in the world absolutely and i think year after year i mean uh you guys have gone to show that that you are the best pro shop in the world now I want to talk about some of the past names who have uh, worked here at Performance Ski and Surf. Now, I didn't get my full start here. I, I you know, I grew I up in Chicago. I was going to say there was one that came right to <laughs> mind. It's like pretty close by that definitely was a key salesperson. He he knew how to close a deal. Well, I, I start, you know, I, I took me two years working in a shop up in uh, selling boats, of course, up in uh, Wisconsin before I moved down here. But in 2003, I, I made the move down and. Uh, 
And you gave me the opportunity. You, so to say, threw me to the wolves. I think yep, you actually yep, straight up said that to that's me. That's one of my lines. Um, but obviously, there have been so many others that have have worked the floors of performance. Any other names stand out? Well, I think you know, obviously, one of the ones who's still here that stands out from being a, a person who never even wakeboarded to becoming a world champ is Kathy Williams. Um, she wanted to live the dream, and it's really hard for people to come and work at the shop and balance riding professionally. And Kathy was able to do it. She traveled and see the world. And we're fortunate enough to still have her here working for us. And she, you know, is somebody that, you know, I'm very proud of her accomplishments on the water, but, you know, she continues to be, you know, a key part of, of, our, of our shop here. So she's a great example. Another recent one, Stephen Pierce. You know, Stephen is only here uh, a small time, but one of the neat things I think if you asked him, he would say is, if you want to learn about the industry, I mean, as a writer, sure, you go out and you know how to compete and what it takes to compete, but understanding the industry part of it, what, you know, why do athletes get paid? What do I have to do to create value to a company? When you're working with customers and in the shop, I think you learn that. So if you can balance, you know, working and working in a shop, I think you can learn a lot. But it's, I think any, if you look back with any of our employees who have been a professional, you know, wakeboarder, skier, They'll tell you they learned a lot about the industry working here for sure. Well, I sure did. I know that. I know yeah. that for a fact. Well, Bill, you were in the same location for roughly two decades. Um, you know, across the street from the Florida Mall on Orange Blossom Trail. It was just a few years ago that uh, you decided to to change locations. You're still very close to the old location, uh, a little bit closer to the airport actually than you used to be. Still across from the from the Florida Mall. The new location is incredible can you talk a little bit about your inspiration behind it well the, the biggest thing you know being in the same spot for so long it's like okay how do you start over more or less because you you get so entrenched in a place and people know you um, but we got to a point where our landlord just didn't seem like they wanted us there and we found a place real close by and it was kind of a chance to reinvent ourselves and as a business very rarely do you get to take that step to reinvent yourself um, how people shop way people shops change so it's really important from a brick and mortar store that we kind of made a statement to the industry. Like if you're into water sports, whether it be wakeboarding, water skiing, or just recreational skiing, you come in this shop and you go, wow, this is, look at the hard goods, look at the soft goods. And I think, I think we were successful in what we're doing. We're trying to kind of emulate that on our website, but I encourage any of your listeners, if they come to central Florida, come in and see us. I mean, I'm, I'm biased because it's mine and it's proud. I'm proud of it. But it, I mean, I think it's a good representation of the brands. And I think our staff, though, is what makes a difference. Absolutely. Uh, what does the future hold for, for performance? Um, well, a lot. I mean, obviously, the shop is still a big focus of what we do. Gravel Tour, we're really excited about that. Hopefully, have you back announcing it. Uh, Nautiques is on board next year. Rockstar is on board next year. Uh, new website. And we're doing some really exciting things there. And that's almost like opening a separate store, but um, I've got, you know, Brian Alterman is kind of our internet manager and he's done an awesome job with Amina Auto and we're building a, a we're trying to extend our pro shop experience to, to customers and give them a site that create trust. You know, if you're looking for information on a slalom setup, you know, you'll be able to go on in the near future and, you know, Matt Reaney will have a section on vapor, vapor settings where you can connect with Matt, uh, his daughter, radar team, um, same with the wake team. Part of what we did tonight with a lot of the athletes, getting some one-on-one -on -one time and information about their products, and so that you as a consumer can find out and have 
information you might not get from a factory site, you know, one-on-one info about athletes and the brands they sell. Bill, you've been a great supporter of the Golden Mike podcast since day number one. I think uh, we've mentioned you guys more than anybody else on the show. Um, but it's time for you to give back to the listeners. And I know that you and I off the air started talking about some uh, opportunities. Can we talk a little bit about uh, something special? By, by all means. You know, first, thank you for doing this. I mean, I think as a voice for the sport, not only traveling the world and doing it, it's important, but bringing this podcast where anybody can access it anytime. Uh, and get a glimpse into the real people behind the sport is, is really great. And I have I know that I'm going to be in your ear telling you some other people to do in the near future. But here's what we're doing. So uh, through Christmas, uh, we're basically offering you a $50 gift certificate if you mention the Golden Mike podcast for 30 bucks. So call the shop, uh, email the shop, or stop in. Stop in. That's the easiest thing. Just say, hey, I want the Golden Mike $50 deal. So you get a $50 gift certificate for 30 bucks. Um, again, it's a killer, killer savings and just, you know, in a way to thank the listeners of the podcast for doing it. And we're going to sweeten it a little bit more. So if you buy any 2016 wakeboard or, um, water ski mention, I, I'm going to say it. You don't want me to golden Mike Dano deal of the day. I want y'all give you a free performance neoprene sleeve for the wakeboard or ski or trick ski. I got trick ski ones Very too, good. um, while they last, if we run out, we'll figure something out, but until then. Very cool. All right, listeners. So once again, you call up performance, you stop in the shop or you email, you let them know that you want the Golden Mike podcast. You got to say it. You got to say it. Exactly. We want it's. You know, this is the 30th episode. So that's where that's where this all comes in. For 30 bucks, you're going to get $50, a $50 gift card. And we uh, we appreciate that bill. And then, of course, the neoprene sleeves. And for those of you guys who aren't familiar, these are protective sleeves for your wakeboard. Mm -hmm. For your trick ski or your slalom ski, whatever uh, whatever your discipline might be, all you got to mention is the Dano deal of the day. I'm gonna put it on the website and I'm gonna put it as on the uh, Facebook page also. But you guys got to keep listening and keep supporting. And Bill, uh, as far as uh, people who want to stay in contact and find out uh, about sales or events with Performance Ski and Surf, what's the best way to keep in touch? Well, obviously, like everybody, social media. I mean, definitely um, at Perfski you know, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, go to our website, Facebook page, PerformanceSkiAndSurf.com. Our loyalty club, our email list, we send out you know advanced sale notices, special offers, new products. Um, we do stuff like announcing for you know, your podcast and you know, there'll be lots of other fun stuff to do, especially if we incorporate our team site, but you know, connect with us. There's, I know you have lots of choices out there, but we want to be one. We try not to flood you, but we try to give you good stuff that, you know, take advantage of some deals. So some really good deals. Absolutely. All right. Well guys on uh, Facebook, it's at, per, it's performance ski and surf of you Orlando yep. on Instagram and Perf-ski. Twitter. Perfski. Boom. Just that P-E-R-F-S-K-I. Yeah, people hate to type performance ski and surf, so we did perfski. Absolutely. Or perfski.com. Exactly. Or performance ski and surf. We did it all, but you know, yeah. you got to do that these days. You got you got all aspects <laughs> covered, sir. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this great deal here. 30 bucks gets you 50. All you got to do, mention the Golden Mike podcast. Also, any 2016 uh, wakeboard or water ski or trick ski comes with a free neoprene, neoprene sleeve. If you say. Dano deal of the day. You got it. There it is. Bill Porter, I want to thank you for having me out here, sir. Thanks for this awesome, awesome night, Dan. We need to do this more often. And I think we will. Awesome. Well, just like that, we have talked to some of the top names in the world of Wake. Team Ronix in the house here at the Performance Ski and Surf and Ronix product launch for the 2016 line. 
We got some great insight from the guys and gals of Team Ronix. We thank the guys that we've already chatted with and had and uh, look forward to maybe doing full proper episodes with the rest of the crew down the line. Once again, thank you to Bill Porter and the entire crew, guys. And I'll be back in just one moment to close this podcast out. But do me a favor, hang tight, have a listen to these great sponsor plugs, and we'll be right back on the Golden Mike Podcast. Nothing's better than paddling with friends and enjoying a day on the water. And that's why you need to check out Hungry Boards SUP. Hungry Boards go the extra mile and are passionate about their work and the sport of paddle boarding. They strive to create stronger, higher quality boards at a better value. Hungry Boards are designed to provide performance and stability to help keep you hungry for the enjoyment of SUP. Be sure to like them on Facebook and check them out at www.hungryboardssup.com. Hungry Boards, real boards for real people. Now that was a good time. Hope you all enjoyed hearing from Team Ronix. This was kind of a different episode compared to what we normally record, but I think for a first try with multiple guests, it went all right. I'll let you listeners be the judge. What a pleasure talking with legends and the future stars of wakeboarding. The Ronix team surely has a diverse crew, and there's no question that many of these guys are future wakeboarding Hall of Famers. Some of the riders have already had full episodes with me, but I want to knock out more time with all these great athletes. I've got to thank Bill Porter and his staff here at Performance Ski and Surf for the hospitality, and of course, the entire team Ronix. Now listen up, listeners. I want to hear from you. Your feedback is always welcomed and encouraged. Please shoot me a note through email. Again, it's goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com or message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. Also, you know it, I'm on Twitter at TheDanoTMano and at the golden underscore Mike. It's two accounts. Also, on IG, that's Instagram, follow me at DanoTMano. Now, a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to Performance Ski and Surf, PerfSki.com, Hydra Fenders, Hungry Boards, SUP, Woodrose, Jammy Pack, Sea Deck Marine Products, GoPuck, my friends at Logos That Pop, and Empire Sound and Lighting. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Mano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.